0: I'm so glad to have you back. We are on our second in this brand new series on a very important topic, and that's emotional intelligence in adversity. And I talked to you yesterday about giving you some specific tactics that you can use to be more emotionally intelligent in adversity. And I explained and laid the foundation as to why this is so important. So we talked a lot about how emotional intelligence is not only how you treat others, but how you treat yourself And it's how you treat yourself that we often fall down. And as you know, we are all undergoing a lot of changes, a lot of uncharted territory. So it's very important right now, more than ever, that we demonstrate emotional intelligence, not only to the people around us, but to ourselves on a consistent basis. So I started on the list of the five elements of emotional intelligence, and I really didn't get to finish that, so I want to go ahead and dive right into that today. Uh, If you're not familiar with these, uh, again, I want to recommend the book Emotional Intelligence by either Travis Bradbury or Daniel Goleman. They're both great books. Um, I also have a lot of materials out there on emotional intelligence, and all the corporate training, coaching, and even speaking I do from the stage has been on emotional intelligence, or at least grounded in this topic, because I know how transformational it can be. Matter of fact, I've got uh, clients I've worked with for years And um, their culture was completely changed, and they even earned West Michigan Best and Brightest. So this is how powerful this is. When you learn how to uh, convey this to yourself and to your team from leader down it can transform how people function. And, you know, I'm speaking not only to leaders out there, but also, you know, hey, we're all leaders in some way, shape or form. I mean, it might be just leaders of your of your household. And emotional intelligence can be incredibly powerful in your marriage as well as how you manage your children. So let's finish this list. So I, I mentioned to you self-awareness. Um, it's important that we understand self-awareness. and And really, this is kind of the hub of emotional intelligence. If you can't find out or discover what your true feelings are and identify them and be able to to then act properly by whatever you're feeling at that moment, then you'll never be able to apply any of the, the rest of this either. So that's really critical. Learning how to be aware of how you're feeling and why you're feeling that rather than just react, react, react. You're very intentional about how you're feeling at any given moment. Okay, the next one was self-control, and I kind of whipped through this really fast with you. But, you know, understanding that, you know, this is something that you've got to practice. It's like a muscle. If you're not used to practicing it, it's going to be like a two-year-old having a temper tantrum inside you all the time. <laughs> and and it's, it's it can drive you nuts. I mean, really, when you start to pay attention to how often that two-year-old is kicking and screaming inside of you, it can get even annoying because you're like, why am I doing this? But once you really start to, again, be aware of it and start to get a handle on it and decide in advance how you're going to deal with this two-year-old inside of you, things can get so much better. So learning how to control those feelings and practicing those techniques, so critical, okay? And then taking 100% responsibility for your performance as well as your failures. Don't play the blame game. Don't push it off on others. Don't assume that, you know, because it's happening to you, that it's somehow someone else's fault or or something else's fault. I mean, and I know we're going through a lot of stuff right now that isn't necessarily our fault, but it is still our responsibility to uh, not just react, but rather think carefully about how we're going to deal with it and move forward. That's well, That's the part that we're talking about as far as responsibility. Okay, so the next one is motivation. And everybody hears the word motivation differently. We all have um, interesting definitions about what motivation is. And some people think of it as fluff and frou-frou stuff that you really don't find useful in any way. That's not how I identify it. Motivation is something that, that, that we can choose to have on a consistent basis by what we put into us. So it can be notes, quotes, books, education, um you know- it could be quotes it could be you know things that that inspire us that that get us excited about moving forward that that give us that spark a new interest within us and and it's critical to have that that motivation going on constantly every day we need it as human beings if you don't become intentional about inspiring yourself, educating yourself, you know finding sources and ideas and concepts that give you a sense of purpose and progress then then you're going to just fall flat i mean you're going to feel unmotivated on a consistent basis and oftentimes people are waiting around for something something else to inspire them but the truth is we have to motivate and inspire ourselves and that's what's going to help us stay the course that's what's going to help us feel like you know we are actually moving forward in something that is worthwhile and important to us So find out what it takes to motivate you and get consistent about it. In fact, a consistent determination to improve or meet a standard of excellence is one of the definitions for motivation. Loyalty and commitment to written vision or goals. Uh, Taking initiative to grow, learn, and stretch each day. Pursuing your goals with resilience despite obstacles and setbacks. These are all definitions of motivation. And then empathy is number four. The ability to be intuitive and recognize the feelings of others. This is so important. And, you know, empathy is so different than sympathy. So let me define that a moment. Because sympathy is just basically, oh, I feel so bad for you. You know, I'm, I'm so sorry this is happening. You know, let me know if there's anything I can do. And then that's the end of it. Usually nothing happens from there. But empathy is actually putting yourself in that person's shoes or situation and thinking about how they might be feeling at that moment, what they may be dealing with and really beginning to get innovative and creative about how you might be able to reach in there and and give them a hand up in some way, shape, or form. So that requires a bit more energy, effort, and thought. And unfortunately, in our busy world, uh, we tend to get wrapped up in our own lives, and we don't necessarily have that time. So um, some definitions of empathy are assessing, contemplating, and meeting the needs of others consistently, believing in others and empowering them to reach their greatest potential, Cultivating opportunities in groups where there are differences and diversity. Being intuitive to a group's emotional emergence energy and in discerning the real issues. And then understanding the perspectives of others in order to respond effectively. Well, we run out of time today. I have really just one left I want to share with you and then some other tidbits to share on that. And then we're going to go ahead and start jump, jumping into those tactics that I mentioned to you. This is Michelle Steffes. Your journey to greatness through routine, challenging you to reach higher and to seek out how to be more emotionally intelligent, especially in this day and age, for your benefit and that of everyone.